Hey, Ballin' Out fam. It's me, Lawson. Um, there's no Dragon Ball episode this week. I apologize, but the data that I had for Dragon Ball episode 24 got lost. And it doesn't look like I can recover it. It's, um, I've been trying to recover it, but it doesn't look very good. So, yeah, it is Dragon Ball 24 right now is a lost episode. Which is a shame because it had me, Joe, and ben Joe from the Spirit Hunters, and Benel, all of us together. So we had a lot of fun. So I'm really sad and upset about that. Um, this has been a weird month, and uh, I apologize again. Uh, as a uh, make good uh, to this week, you guys can listen to me and the old gang, KRL and Alex Attack, discuss Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. The classic anime film. So, once again, I apologize. Uh, I will try to re-record Dragon Ball episode 24 at some point. Um, probably won't be able to get Joe back for it, though. <laughs> Sadly. But, uh, yeah. It might not come out sequentially, either. So, but in the meantime, enjoy Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants! Let's what's go! The, what's the verb for con to make into content? Content is monetize... Contentionize. Contentionize yeah, it? Monetize. Uh, we definitely need a verb for it to, to make into content, right? Like that's, yeah. <laughs> it's happening constantly all around us. Contentionize. I believe we can uh, snag a word from the 90s. Synergy, I feel like, can fit in there. Gross. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Synergy's a word. Hey, they refuse to work at any corporation that would use such a term, which is why I don't have any money. <laughs> I was about to say, this explains why my checks from the Lawson Leon Corporation are so weak. There's a lot of zeros, <laughs> mostly in the front. This is a <laughs> On the left-hand side, there's a lot of zeros. <laughs> Lawson Corp. <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> well, folks, sorry for horsing around so much, but this is a big episode. This is the sister of the Traveling Pants episode. As Ooh. we know, Alex Patak loves women's media because he's such a big supporter of women in media i'm and always exploring women in their i'm always exploring we women. needed a transitional episode uh while we vote for what's going to be the next series and he suggested we watch sisterhood of the traveling pants which is not an anime but a movie i've had strong opinions about for years and know where to talk about it or, as I would like to insist, is an anime. Mm. And we're going to explore that moving forward as well. For the listeners, I've been silently nodding for the last 85 seconds. Yeah, Lawson's okay. giving big <laughs> yeps into the mm -hmm, chat. Mm -hmm. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Oh, yeah, you're back. Yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry. The internet Your just face froze up. in a moment of delight. <laughs> I have like the fanciest internet, and but my computers are both dog shit at this point because I watch anime on illegal streaming sites with no pop up blockers. That's too much anime. <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes to take down your connection. Now, uh, we have a lot to discuss about this film, and it will take some time. I think more than the usual half an hour that we had to discuss an, an anime episode. You think, Alex? <laughs> This is something that I'm just guessing. There's no way to know. This but film was 104 minutes. Before we get into it, I think we should maybe discuss some of our options for this upcoming vote on the next Patreon show. What do you guys oh. think about that? 
Okay. Hell yes. Um, Smart I'm me up, brother, brother. Pull up the group chat real fast so we can read through these as friends. So the the ones that you send, these are the ones that we have. We're we're definitely putting through, right? Uh, yeah. Alex. I mean, if you guys want to add anything to that no, list, that's I, fine. I just, but I just I agree. I agree with this list. Okay. First off, classic Rama and a half or Rama one half, right? Rama one half, right? Uh, a Toriyama original, for those that don't know. The mm-hmm. plot of Rama one and a half, I believe, is there's some sort of Chinese curse that when you touch water, you change genders. Am I correct on that? Katie, that's 100% correct. That is <laughs> a, exactly what happens. And we have done an episode on the first, on the pilot of Rama half with Andrew Durso. Oh, that's oh. true. Oh, the Andrew Andy. Durso? Oh, I love I mean, him. get. Big yet, Andrew. Couldn't Durso. happen today, but we got him. Um, Amazing. And fun fact for my personal life: I have two childhood friends that are trans, but were not fully aware of it when we were kids, and they both love this manga. <laughs> I could imagine. I wonder what's up with that. Trans visibility—it's <laughs> important uh, in all forms of media. It's very horny. I have never watched the anime. So there's that. You fellas well, have anything? high jinks, Katie. And I guess the only point I would hold against Ron Mahaff is it may be too good of a show. It might actually. I was going to say, I, I understand that this show is like silly, but isn't the show also just good? Because that I've is heard it's good. <laughs> my understanding. And it's okay. from the time period of anime that I love where everything actually looks good. Mm. So I'll just like it no good. matter what. If the if first episode an- is any indicator, it will be fine to do a podcast on. I, I don't think it'll be it's... like Tenchi Muyo again, which was a nightmare <laughs> for me. And I wake I up screaming in the middle of the night, imagining recapping Tenchi Muyo. I didn't realize how nonlinear it was. Next up, yeah. which I think is a hot contender, if you ask me, Beyblade. We have discussed this before. Yes. You like Pokemon? You like or you like a competitive show like Food Wars, what if there was no stakes and it was just a fucking top? The stupidest one of the fucking four kids generation, Beyblade. Beyblade. Katie, might I add, let it rip. (laughs) Can I also add that um, as a now avid viewer of the television series Battle Bots, um, (laughs) too many people still go with the Beyblade design. It doesn't work in 2022. Up your game. Horizontal spinners only. Back to you. <laughs> Wait, you so have... what does work in battle bots? Horizontal spinners is the way to go. Isn't that what, what a top is? Could you put a gun on your robot? <laughs> Don't answer her someone? question. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, like the horror, you know, you got to watch the show. <laughs> okay, does, do you guys have anything else to say about Beyblade specifically? I don't know anything about it except that it's the Beyblade and they throw tops. Look. Some people were pissed when we left Yu-Gi-Oh! And I think we can get them back if we watch Beyblade. That's my theory on it. It's a similar time period animation style. I I would argue, and this is hard for me to say, Yu-Gi-Oh! is probably a better show, which means that Beyblade (laughs) will be excellent for this podcast. That's true. Um, We haven't really run into this, but there's a chance one of these will be so bad we cannot finish it. It hasn't that, happened yet. Have huh? to abandon. I mean, yeah. we will get to there. I I will. 
I always want to pull the ripcord. You have much more stamina than me, Alex. I watched 44 episodes of G Gundam. But if I turned on Clonod. You loved every second of that. I would argue that's an example of a good show. If we picked a show where we turned it on and it was like Clonod, I would be like, I can't watch 12 of these. Yeah. You're Under Arrest is an anime from the 90s that I've been pushing for that is uh, about two sassy, big booby gal pals who happen to be police officers. And there's so much hijinks. The first episode, there's a terrorist bomb attack. But don't worry, she falls down a lot trying to get to the defuse the bomb. There is so much misuse of power and then drinking in karaoke rooms. <laughs> oh, uh, my gosh. I wish it was me. <laughs> see that one doesn't have the name recognition a lot of these titles are gonna get but that's what's yeah. gonna make katie happy and don't you want to make katie happy listen i'm okay with name recognition i'm just this is my pitch for why it's worth to be considered but i will eat whatever slop you put in front of me begrudgingly or not <laughs> i am all for the cop anime show having made one myself during quarantine <laughs> it's true I recognize yeah. other uh, other contributors to the forum. I would love to watch you under arrest. I'm under arrest with this great title. I'm highly intrigued by the Copraganda show. Yes. Now, to be fair, I've only seen uh, like three episodes, so it might tenchi moyo us. And for that, I will be publicly shamed and flogged in the town square. Katie will be flogged. Now, last but not least, that we're putting up there, which this is kind of an ambitious poll if you ask yeah. me yeah uh in yasha have you guys heard of this show no, i'm I sorry how's it, actually... how's it pronounced you say it <laughs> I'm wrong just, no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah. yeah we all know in yasha <laughs> pretty sure i believe i've heard about this from my friend jamie loftus who called in from a <laughs> coffee shop one time and explained oh the plot God. to me that was insane That's and maybe really the fun. worst episode we've ever done <laughs> Who is that who went and got dinner at a restaurant? In the that was middle Brittany. Of Brittany Carney. Brittany's never going to. Well, because like I know her. So that's like, <laughs> kind of rude. <laughs> Whereas at least with this other person, it's just like, well, I just heard of you on the Internet. I understand why you would maybe not take this seriously. Yeah. Uh, yes. But in Yasha, if you somehow aren't familiar, a, a girl falls into a well that brings her. It's like the original. Uh, what the fuck Isakai. is that called? Isakai. Right, where she goes to like feudal Japan, but also there's like demons and yokai and shit. And what I'll say about Inuyasha that's very interesting is it's like straight down the middle a girl show and a boy show. Yeah. There's like fighting and showing in tropes of like screaming moves and shit like that. But then it's also like, oh, I'm going to be late for school. Grandpa, I'm in love with a guy who won't cut his nails. Yeah. Windscar. Windscar. <laughs> Kagome! <laughs> Kagome is mostly what I remember. Now, we'll have to discuss how much of Inuyasha will do because that is like a all 400 episodes. That's <laughs> it's broken right. up into arcs. Here first. It's yeah. broken up into arcs, right? So, yeah. You're going to uh, have to bury me at the tree shrine. So, four, four great flavors for you guys to battle it out in the arena of, of democracy on our Patreon. That's right. We sure everybody, we're sure everybody will be a great sport about this and take it well, no matter if their choice doesn't win. 
Right. Yes. And I'm promise. also sure you, the listener, will be happy with these choices we are giving you and not ask for Bleach, a show that I will literally quit this show if you make me watch. You know, I will, Katie, we're not, I will we're not going to do Bleach. I will literally leave and you will never hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> no Bleach. That's it's not right. fair to Katie. Also, uh, not doing your anime that only you have seen. Right. has not been translated into English. It is. Yeah. <laughs> we're just extremely we're just, niche for a joke you thought of, but want us to do. Yeah. We're not. We're also not doing that. Think, think about if it's yeah. been on Fox, we'll consider it. <laughs> I think I saw yeah, someone fair. post the mobile suit eighth MS team one time. And that's like the sad one. Why would we yeah. cover that? Why would we cover the sad one? I would say a lot of Gundam is actually pretty fucking sad, if I'm to be honest. And that's why, if it's not G, we're avoiding it. <laughs> I think space should be for the space noids, and that's all I'll say about that. That's right. Most people would only think such a thing, but you would say it. Well, fellas, you know what I love about listing things? is f- what? Listing things with my friends. Oh, yeah, and- me too. That's what I like about them. <laughs> it's the best. Lawson, what do you like about listing things? And what if and what if we were all sitting around a room where our mother's water broke while we made this list? (laughs) We surely must have, Katie. We surely must have. Surely must have. Oh boy. Now I did not grow up with a sister or really was around women of any kind. So I had not seen or heard hide or hair of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants until just yesterday when I watched it for the first time. But you two both have intimate backgrounds with this film. <laughs> is that correct? Um, Alex, before we get into mine and Lawson's history, I would love to understand why you chose this. Because you chose this. Mm. I want to make this yeah, emphatically let's make that clear. clear. <laughs> yeah, let's make that very clear for everybody. And I'm not... I'm not trying to put you on blast. I'm more fascinated. This isn't like Dilbert. I'm actually honestly want to know why. Well, I think we all had a lot of fun watching Dilbert. But (laughs) the thing about this movie is, A, I thought Hilary Duff was going to be in it. (laughs) (laughs) You should have asked me. I I haven't seen her in a while. This is a Lizzie McGuire movie, bro. Is that not the same thing? (laughs) No. And there's also a movie she does with her sisters where she goes on a road trip. Yeah, they all have pants. The pants fit. Not to be confused with the Britney Spears film, The Road Trip. Crossroads. 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 Cody's finished. Road Trip was genre I'm well versed. Amy Smart. (laughs) I don't know. Amy Smart's in a lot of movies around that time. But yeah, uh, I thought it would maybe. I have a soft spot for this specific genre of teen girl movie as I have not seen any of them. And uh, Makes sense. when, I... when you've consumed as much art as I have, any new flavors are to be savored and enjoyed. I feel yeah. like for you, Alex, a teen girl drama or genre is like what the horror genre is for me. Like you discovered it late in life and now you're kind of fascinated with it. Yeah. yeah, like I was catching up on all of them in the last year. Can I? Yeah, say... I watched Alien for the first time this year. So. Wow, oh, wow. Mazel Tov! Yeah. I wish I could go back and watch that for the first time again. That's yeah. such a cool it's experience. Crazy. I just but wish Alex, I could do so bad. This, so uh, 
this fascination with the girl teen girl movies i gotta say is so like i love this for you it makes me <laughs> so happy that this is a like i want to make you a list of shit to watch i'm doing um, gross no i just think it's great and you're the shit you write that is vaguely in that um lane for comedy is so fucking funny i think i think you might end up being like a mad genius and accidentally write a sincere teen girl comedy um <laughs> i believe so katie thank you for saying so i've seen so, a lot of good stuff this year i've seen two weeks notice for the oh, first yeah. time oh shit okay. Wait, is that the sandra bullock movie or with ryan reynolds no it's not ryan reynolds it's hugh grant Oh, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah. And he's oh, a, a billionaire who she's in love with, but she's yes. like a libtard. And then, yeah. like, she can't love him, but then she's like, admit it. I love you, Hugh Grant. <laughs> I, I <laughs> love <laughs> shitty rom coms. Like, I'm so glad I finally live by myself because I can't watch them with anyone I'm going to have sex with. That's like off the table. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but now I'm free to watch them in my hovel. Yeah. Um, I know this movie because first of all, it was an incredibly popular book. Um, yeah, and it was. It wasn't. I think I was slightly too old for it when it came out, or something. But it was. It was media saturation. Mm -hmm. Right, I wouldn't be reading books. I saw this on t TV, like you know, when I was like in my early twenties, and I was really fascinated by the fact that this was supposed to be a movie about four girls who are friends learning and growing and learning to love and like a coming of age story, but like everyone's a huge dickhead in it. And that like, no one, I mean, people have real problems, but it's mostly other people's problems that they are reacting to. And then they're like, Oh, this affects me because nothing bad ever happened to me. <laughs> like, it's so fucking weird. Yeah. And, I have to tell you, I don't know anything about Blake Lively's career except this movie. So oh. anytime she's in the news, I'm like, I don't know who this is except that she fucks someone at soccer camp. Like XOXO XO all... Gossip Girl? In a room watch XOXO? Yeah, she's XOXO Gossip Girl. I genuinely <laughs> thought she was Johnny Depp's wife for half of my viewing. <laughs> Uh, that's so funny because yeah so in my mind oh right she was Gossip Girl so that's like yeah. the, the other funny thing about this movie to me because it was like it's like uh, you remember in the early 2000s where everyone was making super groups it's like oh Velvet Revolver it's fucking Guns N' Roses except the guy from Soundgarden's in it this is like that yeah. except it's like it's all the girl shows in one show it's Gossip Girl. We got the Gilmore Girls. We got David Cross's Teen Bride and America <laughs> Ferrera, who was in. Uh, so we can get some color up in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but uh, it's important to know that she is part of an all-white family, except for her mom <laughs> in the movie. Listen, they really she gets, hammer that in. She. Yeah. she my the thing that makes me feel better about her part in this movie is that she then has a great career. So I'm like, you know, right. like, good for her. Oh, like, I mean, I don't try to think. Uh, so I knew about this because my sister read the book and she would never shut up about it. No, um, oh my, no, she really God. loved the book and she was really excited when the movie was going to happen. She was so excited. <laughs> And in every stage of development for Zizou yeah, how old was she? I never pro Lawson. I never watched it, right? But like uh, she told me all about it, 
and she's a huge fan. This is the first time I've ever actually watched it, even though I was very aware about it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I gotta say, there are parts of it that I sort of enjoyed. But also, it took me about five sittings to get through the whole thing. I had to take. It, I took five long. breaks. Yeah, it's a long movie. It kept going. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, can we?" Can I just say I love the shots of Greece. Mm. Yeah. Or well, okay. of Greece. Let's get into it because this movie is funny too. Because it is five different movies that they just yeah. try to cram in there. <laughs> like these women are never on screen together. <laughs> for top gals in the industry and it's like let's never have them interact hollywood secret they can't be in the same room <laughs> these bitches hate each other they'll be there for the gene scene and then again at the end and that's pretty much it we know that we know they're friends though they definitely like each other can i ask sure. Katie, and this is based purely on a hunch before we start do you mm. have strong feelings about rambling amber tamblin before we begin yes I think she sucks. I, <laughs> I, kind of, I, think I kept she's... picturing like David Cross watching this jerk off. <laughs> I, I don't like her because there was this article that came out like three years ago that was all like Amber Tamblin is the woman who explains to men why they shouldn't be shitty. And it was this whole article where she, it was an interview with her where she's like, I feel bad for older men because they don't know how the world has changed. And you know, I think you got to take time to explain shit to them and blah, blah, blah. And it was all about how like she it was like a whole article about being a pick me. It was so fucking weird. And up until that point, I had no beef with her. Like, yeah. I, like, like I was completely indifferent to her. It sounds like and she's like protesting too much about right? her relationship. Like, right. like everyone knows ask, da Amber. David Cross, like, you know, yeah. kind of sucks now. Like, you know, he's not like a villain, but he's gotta be annoying. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, and she is married to him. It is you don't see that many actresses, like famous actresses, becoming the pick me girl because right. they've already been picked. They by got Harvey picked. Weinstein. Listen, sure. and like I would never throw a woman under the bus, you know, like I, I, on purpose. Katie wouldn't throw anyone well, under a bus. I do. I do. He doesn't like have the arm strength. Like I like I said before that interview with her, I just had no opinion. I'm like kind of gross that you're married to David Cross, but do you that? And the grossness was more on him, not her. You know, I always yeah. blame the older man in those situations. But then she Word. did this whole article about fucking like babying adult men who are like 30 years older than her. I'm like, girl, you got you gotta walk that back. <laughs> no, everything she's done in the last five years has been super annoying. But I was wondering, specifically watching this movie, her whole aesthetic she has going on. Oh, I just think she sucks because you see all the shots of her house, and she's clearly insanely wealthy. Like the character is insanely wealthy, and it's like I don't feel bad for her. I mean, like... all these women, all these oh, sorry, teenage girls. They're supposed to be sixteen. They're all doing pretty well, right? <laughs> they all have like let's, these let's, um, statuesque let's, houses. Let's yeah. get into it because I have a yeah. lot of opinions about this, the quote unquote strife of this story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't have beat I, for beat notes, but I did top, write down everybody's name, so I wouldn't totally fuck it up. Yeah. I was going to say up top that, and I don't, maybe I'm just a dumb boy, but what the Bridget doesn't have a story. <laughs> Am I no, crazy? No, 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 no. You're right. So, okay, no let's, let's get into it. So yeah. <laughs> there are four 
girls who are best friends and they met because their moms all were in the same like prenatal aerobics class. So they've been Bessie yeah. sister friends from day one. It's a sisterhood. Um, the sisterhood deal with it we you know it's like a spice girl you got each of your type blake lively's name is bridget she's tall blonde and sporty and bossy yeah he's so Uh, tall i assumed she was older than her character was but no she was 16 when i looked this up the craziest thing is blake lively was the youngest actress of the four yeah i she i thought she was like 25 (laughs) no she's actually 16 so uh rory gilmore i forget her character's name she's Lena. Lena. Shy Lena. She's like shy and artsy and, and mousy. Mousy. Uh, she pretty much is her character in Gilmore. Gilmore Girls. Alexis yeah. Liddell definitely has a type. I would say the Gilmore Girl was a little sassier, but another show I love to hate watch. She has more monologues that let her just chew it out, right? Um, And then uh, Amber is... Uh, Tibby. She, the alternative Tibby. girl. Yeah, she's got blue streaks in her hair and she's so over it i roll everyone's too stupid she's mad cynical about the human condition what does amber tamblin look like in this movie you ask like how girls now be looking in high school the fashion has come back around it's crazy Mm. yo i live a block from a high school now and i literally did a double take because i thought i saw my doppelganger from when i was 15 walking down the street i was like is that me (laughs) yeah you didn't know if you were getting uh like i thought i was (laughs) yeah they were gonna some really bad prosthetics was about to come shoot me in the head and then uh (laughs) and phone in their performance america ferrera's character is like she is puerto rican and i feel the worst for her I feel the worst <laughs> so, for her character in that. this show. Yeah. Can I just say as a Puerto Rican bit, like, okay. Who, okay, fine. Actually, who wrote this? <laughs> who wrote this actual book? Uh, I, it has to be a white woman. It has Anne to be. Anne Brashers? Yeah, she's definitely white. Because, okay, like... Because <laughs> yeah. every... That's like, ay, Dios! <laughs> like, Lawson, yeah. I don't want to speak on behalf of your culture, but sure. uh, not to brag, I've known some people of puerto rican descent in my life uh do you just like casually (laughs) apparently in this movie being puerto rican means three things you got an ass Mm -hmm. you know how to make rice i know how to make platanos poppy fact Fact. i know how to make platanos my mom taught me and my puerto uh, rican mom taught me how to make platanos yeah mommy and you, you dance in the, and you dance in the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, I, I, okay, I like <laughs> the problem is you got it. They say, uh, like, okay, whenever they're talking about each other, they're like, they like the, the movies really hammer in the white girls persona wise, right. right? Like they're like, they okay, give her Blake, nothing. Yeah, she's like, she really goes after what she wants, and she's really good at soccer. And, oh, she's an artist, but like, she's kind of shy, or whatever. And oh, she's like an alternative, but she's gonna like learn it. And like, yeah, our our narrator, by the way, our fucking narrator. Right, she's like the main <laughs> character. I forgot the, the the story that's gonna close the movie. She's not white. I'll tell you that <laughs> she is. <laughs> she's got a white dad, and oh boy. Also, (laughs) in her opening narration, when she's like introducing them and how they know each other, right, mentions that she's a writer, but you never see her write the whole movie. It never comes up. 
And then Lena at some point in like minute 98 goes like, oh yeah, uh, fucking Carmen's a genius, but she doesn't know it. I'm like, bitch, based on what? What about <laughs> your poems, Carmen? She doesn't do anything. Yeah, there's no scene where she like, like is that. writing or yeah. like or like reads a book that changes her life or no. like or like they could have easily made it that like the shitty white lady her dad was marrying like turned out to like have a good library and that's how she like comes around. I'm like yeah. there's, there's so much. Okay, so I, much, <laughs> so many. Things. I should have wrote this movie. But there's was, no time for it. It's already it's two like, hours long. It's like the movie was like, hey, if we bring up any of this writer stuff, people might forget that she's Puerto Rican. <laughs> Every scene was just like, hey, don't forget she's Puerto Rican, I, aka. I, she is, oh, she like, thought a hurricane was coming and she, oh, hid. she came in speaking Spanish. Oh, like, she's what? like, <laughs> I, I know diversity in Hollywood's an issue, but like literally one of the plot points is Blake Lively goes to soccer camp in Mexico and we do not meet any Mexicans. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no. I had to look. I didn't even realize they were in Mexico until I was looking it up later. I thought she was like West Coast or something. I was like, it's <laughs> insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I think it was so, pretty obvious they were in Mexico because their bus was called the Spirit of Quetzalcoatl or whatever. They were so, singing in Spanish, which just confused me. Actually, the four friends—they're <laughs> yeah. holding hands. They're skipping down the street, and once you know, that you mean. they're doing stuff that they're window shopping, and then they do this thing that I know I do with my friends, where you go into a shop and bully each other into trying on clothes, even though you know everyone has an eating disorder. And (laughs) it's the middle of the store, too. So they're just taking their pants off. They're like, try the pants. I was like, what pervert? shot this because if this is this is a movie meant for like 15 year old girls we don't need a panty shot in here yeah i was yeah when blake lively just like took the pants off and then america fair also did like just they weren't even in a changing room (laughs) they were just in the middle of the store i mean it didn't bother me it was just the reality of it is like these girls are terrorizing the store they're supposed to be fair this is like like... i know 16 year old girls like who do shit like this like when i was that age so but like it seemed on this anyway they find a magic pair of pants that somehow fits all four of them and this is the first summer they won't spend together so they Go, and they break into the aerobics studio where their parents met to do a seance over the pants where they make the rules for the pants where they will each mail the pants to each other over the summer round robin style sending each other a letter about what happened with the pants don't worry no one has a cell phone even though this movie was made in like 2012 or some shit like- so many landlines <laughs> yeah. well, the use fair, of landlines the book was in 2002 and also i have to ask katie about this have you noticed that ladies be writing letters uh, I think that is definitely a trope, not necessarily of girl, teen girl movies, but of rom-coms for sure. There are so many letters being written, even when a brick Nokia or a, unless you are a sassy woman in business, then you always have a cell phone and girl. You got it to show a- that you have a job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean, I hate to pull out the obvious reference here, but special week writing a letter every single episode. That's oh, a yeah. real like um sh- 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 showed you 
I always say soju, like Shoujo? the Korean liquor. Shoujo. Shoujo. Uh, tr- trope is girls writing letters, I've noticed. They love gotta, to do it. You got to give it the, to your... The characters um, are so pretty. Yeah, and you got to give it to your crush with a, a piece of cake with a big strawberry on it. Oh, and there's maybe a heart sticker <laughs> sealing it closed. There's a lot of great options here. And I would like to make the case at the foundation of the program as they get the pants and they cement their plot line, the movie's going to be four different summer vacations that the pants yes. travel to. And yeah. you're thinking that's not a movie. Well, it is. Um, <laughs> You'd be wrong, Alex. <laughs> the focus on character at the expense of plot and just spending it's- all of this time with these girls. Is it not an anime then? I guess slice so. Of life? This is what animes. <laughs> it it do. is a large cast guess, with yeah. not a lot of consequences. It's four baseball episodes rolled into one, and that's why oh, it's two hours long. <laughs> I want to make one point too. When they're building all their characters up, they do point out that Blake Lively's dad, uh, uh, mom, dies, which is sad. But the they're all at her funeral, yes, yes, and then the, yes. the the preacher goes. It's so sad that this wife and mother decided to straight up stone cold kill herself and she's going and it's like a Catholic priest. So he's like basically being like this bitch went to hell. I'm not to brag. I've been to a lot of bleak funerals of (laughs) deaths of various types. Uh, The never once has the priest come out and been like so sad. This stupid bitch killed herself. (laughs) Like it's, crazy daffy bird is off to the barbecue yeah he's like who knows what drives someone to commit such a, an act and i was like Let i mean not you, in detail if you have a long rope and you cut off 10 feet of it short enough to hang from the ceiling uh, without a step stool this movie's point of view about like suicide is not okay. It's really, <laughs> it's, really fucked up. Because it's, it's basically it's like you're weak if you kill yourself. Yeah. But also, I would go on to say this movie's point of view about um, any sort of death or like illness or like any sort of affliction is fucked up. Because it's like, yes, it's very sad. But if it pushes a white woman to learn something, then maybe it's not so bad. Maybe <laughs> lesson there. What are our four summer vacations, guys? We got okay. Blake Lively. She's going to soccer camp in Mexico with no Mexicans. Yes. And you know what? There's no boys there except for a soccer coach who appears to be at least 21. At least 21. And if not, she 35. 16. Mm-hmm. Well, she does tell him, I'm 17. Which, so, again, is eight. protesting a bit much. Yeah, but, and again, she's manhunting this movie. She's here to get a quarry. This is like Prey. This is like watching 2022's Prey. And this is, yeah, it is. <laughs> it was like watching Prey, but here's the thing is it's shot in 2005. Mm, when yeah. it, The cultural understanding was if you can get away with it, you can do that. And yet somehow Eric, who is the name of the dream boat with the Zac Efron haircut she's pursuing has like a future knowledge of cancel culture through a magical orb he has. <laughs> where he's like, people are going to find out about this and be really mad at me. I know you're into it, but I don't want to do it. And that's David Cross kept watching. That's the most, okay, so <laughs> her 
plot. Okay, so her Derek, plot. Eric was the, David Cross's favorite character. Right, her <laughs> plot is she goes to summer camp, and Lawson's right. It's barely a story. She goes to this camp. She wants to fuck this guy, so she keeps trying to do it, and he keeps being like, "No, <laughs> you're too you're, young for me. You're too young for me." It finally happens. She loses her virginity to him, and she's a little like she feels a way about it, which is normal. Sure. And then he shows up at her house to just be like, "Hey, that was wrong," and she was like, "Okay, that's her story." I <laughs> now okay. I want to be very clear. I've said before, and I don't want to that I am more a fan of character stuff than plots in 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 all forms of media, and I don't want to sound like I'm just picking on this movie directed at teenage girls. However. This story um, did not, not story. need to be told. Like I don't like I could, like I could see the other three like where you're like, right. oh, this was like a story, like a thing happened and, and it happened, it made things I, happen. I guess this. <laughs> was, I, I know this was supposed to be soapy and like things, but what her story should have been and was about her learning a valuable lesson about working as a part of a team and like stop being right. a show off as like a star player. That's where I thought this was going because she kept that, ball hogging. That would have been a valuable like lesson for a teen girl movie. Instead, right. it was like, don't fuck a 35 year old at soccer <laughs> camp because it'll make you feel a little sad. <laughs> it's like, it was like, I was like, yo, does she think fucking that dude's going to bring her mom back to life? Like, is she that, did. Is, she is did that, think what, that. Is that what we were supposed I to mean, think? Not to br- like put my shit on blast, but uh, I definitely have done moves like that as an adult woman where I'm like, I'm very sad about this. Let's see if I can go bone someone irresponsibly. But like not when I was a teenager. Um, yeah, so that's the thing about Bridget, though, isn't it? Is she's always been a go getter. And they keep saying that this is the one thing that. you have to understand plot wise for the movie is none of their stories can move along until they get the pants. Yeah, so they get the pants. When they get the pants, then you get you get the boy. So for some reason, when Eric saw her in the jeans, he was like, "Well, I've said no for long enough." <laughs> that was my We're my endurance jury in this in this country <laughs> that would convict me now. But but, but your honor, the <laughs> jeans—they were magic. Your so, honor, it was the magic jeans. But you know what? Let's put this all-American story on hold and go to the Mediterranean with Rory mm. Gilmore. Yeah. Who is apparently Greek, even though she has the waspiest face I've ever seen. <laughs> and did you know, even though Greece has not moved on since the, the Dark Ages. So when it's you like get God there, of War over there. She, she literally <laughs> rides a scooter at some point. But yet, in order to get to her family's house, she has to ride a donkey. Her grandfather, <laughs> Musnos. Picks her up and puts her on a donkey and takes her up the rustic steps of Greece. And then 30 old battered women come down. They're like, oh, Lena. (laughs) And then they like rub her and they like put curses on her. And how pissed must the other three girls must have been that this bitch gets to do an on site shoot in like beautiful Greece while they all have to stay in like Pasadena or whatever. (laughs) Oh, they must have hated it. And here's the thing too is her cousins hated it. Her Greek cousins who saw her getting all the attention from Nana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these cutty bitches. (laughs) I want to also bring up the transitions in this film were non-existent. Like in terms of filmmaking, there was actually one like good transition and it took me back where like 
it was like someone uh, they were like someone kicked the ball in the air and then transitioned to Bridget playing soccer or whatever. Um, oh, it was Paul. It was like Paul's team kicking and then so, Bridget. But outside of that, the transitions here were dog shit. It would be like it would just cut to black. Like, yeah. hey, we're done with that scene now. And then just fade back in. So the thing that struck me about the whole Grease plot line is I'm like, this is its own movie. This is like yeah. a traditional rom-com where it's like the shy girl goes to a foreign country. She falls for a fishboat man who uh, makes her get out of her shell and learn about sexuality. You know what movie that is, Katie? Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> That's what the, it was Greek Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it was not also- Greek Romeo and Juliet because you know what it was? Is it was Greek Gilmore Girls. It was Greek Gilmore. It was Girls. Greek Gilmore Girls, and they got the Gilmore Girls. And she meets <laughs> a lovely man named Costas Dundos, and he shows up and he's like, "I would do Greek Gilmore Girls with you. Would you come and touch my fish?" I grew up. I've been too well educated to touch a fish. There's no way in any other, in any way, no how that I would ever go and use my reading skills to grab a fish. Yeah, and she touches a fish, and that makes her horny. And uh, he made me touch his fish. But uh, there's bad blood between her grandfather and Fishboy's grandfather, which, by the way, I don't understand why. Well, do you know <laughs> what it's over? It was over fish, right? It's over a fish. It was over fish. And, uh, and low-key, low very anti-Greek racism <laughs> permeating the film. I I do love that, like, when it comes to, like, the depictions of Greeks in... Uh, modern film they're just like vaguely european like it's just like all like european like shit just like shoved into a ball and they're like yeah whatever (laughs) yes they they love to eat and also the leaning tower of pisa my big fact vaguely ethnic wedding like it's just (laughs) like yeah (laughs) the grease Um, part looks like she had the best summer out of all of them by a whole lot Right. But once again, what permeates through this movie is like in order to um, have the girls grow at all, someone else needs to have a tragedy. So you do find out at one point the reason that Fishboy knows how to speak English is because his his parents moved to Chicago when he was a boy, but he moved back because they died in a car crash. And it's like she's and so she's like, oh, my God, that's so sad. He's like, yeah, I dealt with it. And then she's she goes on a dock. He's like, he learned to love even though his parents died. And who am I to deny that? I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? So crazy in this movie. Again. It's not. It's not because I'm a dumb boy, right? That was that made no sense. No, right? made no Her whole fucking... monologue was nonsense. Like, no, he still can love after his parents died. Well, I mean, yeah. By I mean, the what? way, <laughs> what? this is definitely a movie written by like a 65 year old woman because yes. it's like if this was about like a man whose wife died and still chose to love, and then this woman had this speech, like that would make sense. Sure. Yeah. But sure. Like, I would. The most. Oh, my parents died, and now I'm the Joker? Well, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? What do you mean? The plot makes way more sense as an adult because the uh, constraints of them being on summer vacation mean that she falls in love and then, like, never sees this guy again, even if they have a nice story about it. Um, well, you say that, Alex, but as I was informed by Katie, not only is there a sequel to this film, but there's a third one? Question mark. I'm back. So I <laughs> but don't guess know why who's not doing. in it? 
Lawson because I went on the IMDb and Not I don't me. see Costas Dondas. Maybe they recast them. They would never recast Costas Dondas. They killed, they killed them off screen. Off screen though. Because as we know, people need to die in order for these girls to learn anything. That was the first Greek man I ever loved. What happened? Uh, he died. Let's somewhere. move on to Amber Tamberlin's plotline. Wait, line. wait. Okay, you I, I want to say a I'll very say. important scene. Okay, I'm sorry. In yes. Greece, which is b- before she falls in love with the guy, she's on a boat or she's on a dock sketching, and then the dress trips her off of the dock. It gets caught on the on a sharp object underwater, nearly drowning her. So the yes. way it invokes change is with the ri- raw primal ritual of of blood. <laughs> I mean, a near death experience will make anyone wet. Yeah, <laughs> especially if they fall in the, the water. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm so fucking talented. It just hurts. <laughs> just Scott, how you fit it? Where do you put it all? Um. Oh man, Amber Tamber lamps, and I just want to say. Every time I saw her on screen, I actually had to go back and watch that old video of that dude being up the black eye on the bus for the, even that old meme. It was called yes. the Lamps because she, is, she is so annoying. Uh, her character, yeah. because like, all right. So each of these girls have a plot line that like, as we've discussed, are silly, but it's like, you know, America Ferrera has to deal with people just like denying her experience as a woman of color in the world. And <laughs> yeah. like, you know, Blake Lively's grieving her dead mom. And, right. uh, you know, Rory Gilmore has to like break out of her shell and like learn to love herself. Amber Tamerlan's plot is that she's annoying <laughs> and that she uh, she thinks she's better than everyone, even though she's just like an annoying mall goth who got a job. At a store, which is like totally normal, like suburban summer, you go, you get a summer job, you make money. She's at Walmart. She wants to be a filmmaker. So she's decided to make a documentary this summer. But like all her footage is just like interviewing like normal people like, hey, I'm doing a documentary. Tell me why you fucking are such a dumb idiot plebe. (laughs) But actually, Katie... And she says in the store where they're getting the jeans, is it a documentary? More like a succumentary. More like a succumentary. <laughs> she says more like a succumentary. These are the words she uses. That was the first time I hit pause and I went to take a break. I just was like, all right, yeah, I gotta, like, come, back. I gotta yeah. come back. I gotta, yeah. okay. <laughs> the core of Tibby's role in this film, and she illustrates this by having a large poster in a room, is she is... The archetypal Avril Lavigne fan. Yeah. Circa yeah. 2005. Yeah. yeah. I'm not like other girls, okay? No. I have I've, a big guitar. I have watched a Jim Jarmusch movie, okay? <laughs> I don't like your girlfriend. Think you need a new one. And I think you need a new one. Um, <laughs> and once again, because God forbid these women like experience growth or change through themselves no 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 uh uh a a teeny like a preteen girl passes out at her job and she has to call an ambulance and it turns out it's her neighbor who is a little girl with leukemia yes and she like starts hanging out with her and carrying her film equipment and the little girl is immediately better at everything than amber and then she dies (laughs) 
And it's just like and so it's sad. Fun. And it's sad that she died. And Amber's like, oh, I guess I should be less of a cunt. Like, it's so bad. And can I do a really nerdy? Can I be a, and this is a very nerdy complaint. So yeah. like when the uh, little girl first shows up and says, I want to be your film assistant. She's like, I got a great subject for your documentary. And she brings her to a convenience store where a guy's posted up at a, arcade cabinet which i totally get that but the arcade cabinet he is posted up at is dragon slayer and for those not in the know that was a sega cd game and an arcade cabinet with animations from ralph bansky it's essentially an fmv Mm. it is not the kind of game you like get a high score in. it's not like no. dig dug or something like that where you're like pac-man where you like learn every angle and you, you compete for it it's like it's like almost a story mode there are fighting segments but it's not like a game you post up at yeah but like, you see oh. katie what you're describing here is boy shit so it doesn't matter <laughs> but it does matter it's because boy also shit. She's dying in the hospital and Amber finally gets it together to go see her. She's like, oh, what you got there? And in her hand is a Game Boy SP Advance. And she's like, Brian gave this to me so I could play Dragon Slayer. I'm on level 10. I'm like, that technology doesn't exist to play the FMV on the fucking Game Boy. Even if it is one of Nintendo's best consoles they've ever produced. Yes, I I love it. Listen, you can I run over a, with a car. I love a game. Uh, I have one. I have one right here. And the shit I'm unpacking. Everyone right pull now. out their Game Boy Advance SP right now. But I just it may be insane. I'm like, you guys didn't do a cursory Google or it's no. like one like one PA was like, oh, I, I'd always want a Dragon Slayer cabinet. They're like, why don't we change it to Dragon Slayer? And the, the women's like, I'm a woman. I don't want to double check yeah, this. Didn't they call it like Dragon's Ew. Den or something? They called it something else, right? Dresses. I don't remember. But like, oh, yeah. I'm because he Dragon describes Lair. it. He's like talking about yeah. Princess Daphne and shit. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. I'm glad that you're the one who brought that up because uh, it's not my couldn't, place. Couldn't be me. Uh, <laughs> just, it's me. I didn't know I got anything this stupid about that tattoo for a reason. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the um, way, I should add Costos ease in sisterhood of the traveling pants to Borat edition. So they do resolve. <laughs> they resolve his plot line. Costa Greek yes. voice. Is this Paul and him and Lena get married, or what, what happens? I hope so. They really had a thing together. You almost they were do a spit take with the Borat. <laughs> it was very ambiguous what their thing together was, but now, you're just supposed to take for granted that they're a real match. They were in love, Alex. Now, here's the thing. I want to talk about Brian really quick, because... Brian McBride. As, as a it, male... As a man. As a yeah. man. Watching this film. There were very few places where I could insert myself right. <laughs> into the narrative. Mm-hmm. You look at Eric. I'm not him. We're not. We're not <laughs> at Eric at, yet. <laughs> you look at Greek guy. Not that I guy. Not America like Ferrara's dad. Guy. I'll never be him. <laughs> oh, who but is that? Brian. Okay. Sorry, Katie. No, I'm no, just finish, finish. Let, finish, him, finish. let yeah. him go off. Yeah. Brian shows up, and I'm like, that's the guy from the perfect score. I didn't know he was in other movies. And then 
he describes this video game and he's so hype and the girls get into it and then we don't ever see him again we just hear the dying 12 year old go he was a kind of nice guy and i'm like yeah there was he was (laughs) and there was clearly a plot where like her and him have a like Tibby and him have like a, yeah. a connection, but they just yeah, let's not cut it out. This movie originally was five hours long. It was like yeah. Rashomon or some shit. Which again <laughs> is a great point that it is an anime. And actually the full story of Sister of the Traveling Pants is a full 16 seasons of Naruto. <laughs> It's 250 episodes where we get deep into Brian McRyan lore and his arch nemesis at the yeah. other arcade cabinet. So yeah. now we got to get to America Ferrera's plot, which like, yes, I genuinely felt bad for her. Uh, so <laughs> she plot- was trying, she was trying her damnedest to get this movie over. <laughs> so her plot is that uh, her dad left the, her family when she was very young and she only sees him a couple times a year. And so now she's going to go spend the summer with him. And uh, he did a move that uh, actually people in my family have done where she's like very excited to spend the summer with him. He's like, by the way, I'm getting married to a whole family and I live in a suburban development now. And she's like, what the fuck? And um, who is the actor that plays the dad? Because He's in yeah. Cabin in the Woods. I got this on you. I got this. He's the um, dad from Get Out. He, Bradley Whitford, I think. No, it's not Bradley Whitford. Oh, oh it, no. It, it is Bradley. It yeah. is Bradley Whitford. Bradley yeah. Whitford usually only plays evil, sniveling dudes. So it's so funny to me that he's supposed to be like this dad because the whole time I'm like, get out of there, America. He's going <laughs> to fucking turn on you. He's going right. to make Godzilla eat you or like fucking brainwash you because like every movie is he's just being a dick in a bunker. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. he's in he's in uh, Cabin in the Woods too, right? I think um, so. Isn't he's that in the him? West Wing and yeah, he's uh, always just like a like a kind of he's always like a sniveling heel. That's like he's his right. role, Hank, and he's just sitting there in this movie, like that's right, America. Yes, he is in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. yeah, he's. I've decided yeah. to become racist. It's just, <laughs> I mean, I love watching him. He's very good at playing a sniveling snake, but like, oh, he, he wasn't he, King of the Monsters. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Godzilla poll was not random. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going down this uh, Wikipedia right now. Um, oh, fuck. So it's so funny to me that he's supposed to play this, like, kind of misguided dad because I'm like, yeah, he's clearly evil the whole time. <laughs> I can't believe the nerve of this motherfucker to just, like, bring her, his daughter to that house and then be like, by the way, I'm get- it won't just be me and you. I'm here's a whole family and we're getting married. I mean, I have a white family in the fuck South Carolina. Where is this with the race part taken out? uh, A less severe version of this actually has happened to me. So like, I just the way he did it, where she got out of the car and he was like, I'm getting married was extreme. There were no no punches. Carmen got in the car with her father. And a white lady that she'd never met before opened the door. And she and goes, is that her your neighbor? The and yes. then he goes, oh, that's my. That's we live mom. together. Um, and it's really fucked because, you know, he has two adult kids and and he like basically abandoned her. 
Um, and so she's doing her best to deal with it. She's like trying to hang out with him and he won't. And they very vaguely touch on race stuff. Like there's a scene where the white lady's like, Oh, I want to wash your sheets. The maids here. I never understand what she's saying. And America's just like the fuck you say to me. Oh no. Okay. Okay. She's like, give Maria your sheets. Maria doesn't mind the sheets. And then she won't give Maria the sheets. But there's another scene where she's trying to get her dad to admit he speaks Spanish and he won't admit it. He what? Yeah, he like she just comes out talking, speaking Spanish. Yeah, which, she's like, like she's, he knows what I'm saying. Yeah, she's clearly like doing like a like a teenager passive aggressive thing towards right, which is fine. Family. She's supposed also, to be 14 or whatever, you know. Yeah, but also her dad. This is completely this, all this whole thing is her dad's fault. So yeah, I, I, I absolve her of all of her no crazy I, actions. I actually. <laughs> I think she was the most written accurately as a teenager because, like, I've done yeah. shit like this for less. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, when she throws the rock through the window, I'm like, eh, I've been there. Like- yeah. No, I'd be, I was pissed, too. I was like, yeah, fuck them. But, uh, yeah, she's, like, doing the passive-aggressive thing where she's like, yeah. And then the fact that her father refused to admit that he spoke Spanish when he has a fucking Puerto Rican daughter. Yeah. What the fuck, bro? Also, there's a scene that's a little forced, but I, but like, I understand the crux of it where it's like they're forcing her to try on bridesmaid dresses. And because the dad has knows nothing about his child, he gave the complete, completely wrong measurements. Of course, she's like busting out of it. And all these like fucking skinny twig women are, uh, being weird about it and i think you know that's like a good teen girl trope with stuff about bodies and stuff but i was just like i too have a dad that knows nothing about me so i know how this goes when you're just like actually i'm 34 so like. yeah I, I was like okay lydia was the, the the wife's name right and why would lydia believe like <laughs> why did she think her husband to be would be correct about her daughter, his daughter's size. You know he never sees her, right? But here's <laughs> because the thing. this family that they married into is essentially like America plantation royalty. Yeah, the wife does not question the husband's daughter measurements. They're like right. the family from Get Out or some shit. They, yeah. well, <laughs> they imply that they're like southern evangelicals. Like they don't really get yeah. into it, but it's like they're where they're South Carolina. I think uh, so, because yeah. they have a whole thing about the roadmap changing, and then it shows South Carolina. But uh, yeah, they're in South yeah, the Carolina, they get- they're praying a lot at the table and stuff like that. So, like, sh- they probably got engaged like at a church function. You know, they've never had sex yet. <laughs> like, you know, you know that Evan Jussie be gripping. But here's athletics. Yeah. Oh my god. That's a reading of the film. It's a reading of the film. That's an adult uh, the second family event. Once again, you know, this plot alone has a lot of stuff to it. It could have been its whole other movie, but they're sure. like, God forbid this is just about like, you know, a daughter confronting her father about him abandoning her and blah blah blah. They shove in this thing where the woman he's marrying Lydia her ex-husband's an alcoholic in a facility and so her adult son who doesn't speak much because he's filled with trauma from said alcoholic goes to see him once a month 
and they don't like to talk about it because it's so heavy. And it's yeah. like, why did that even need to be shoehorned in there? Like, yeah, well, okay. And I will say, even though it was mostly on uh, Carmen America Ferris side for most of this, she was obsessed with the fact that Paul wouldn't talk. And I was like, I really right. care about what he has to say. Like, I well, it's, it's fine also, if Paul doesn't talk, right? Once like, again, Paul doesn't talk because he clearly was like thrown through a credenza by his alcoholic dad. But yeah, they, he's just not decided, right? they just decided not <laughs> to talk about that. He's <laughs> like, not even sort of rookie. He's like the older Endeavor kid. Who, yeah. Like, is, can't forgive him no matter yeah, what. thrown <laughs> off the steel cage. Yeah, yeah. But here's <laughs> the thing about uh, Eric. Or not Eric, whatever it is, Paul, the, son, the, Paul, the yeah. uh, nonverbal son, is they try to pass him off like, yeah, are you going to Paul's soccer game later? He's doing great soccer. The actor playing him is clearly like 25 years old. The and, like, <laughs> and like a stone cold hunk. <laughs> like, yeah. An adult model pretending to be a boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is he talking? It's like, that's not the weird part. <laughs> then this is random scene where they play tennis. And she smashes him in the face with a tennis ball. And he's and not a dick about it at all. He's no. just like, well, he doesn't oh. talk. <laughs> he just goes, it's not a big deal. And then nothing comes from that. I didn't right. know what was supposed to happen from that, but nothing comes from I that. I think it was supposed to be like they have a conversation about his abusive dad and sure. like they bond, but they just, Anything. once again, they just cut it out. Like, all right, fine. Then why was- have the tennis scene? Just like, don't. Do that. Anyway, I really I- thought they were setting up for a like, what are you doing, step bro kind of relationship with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm stuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. stuck in the dryer, step bro. But it um, never happens. And why? Because they don't have the time. Right. But yeah, what they why. do is, uh, so after the dress doesn't fit, she rightfully throws a shit fit, and she's like. It doesn't fit because I have an ass I'm like you two bitches, which was pretty funny. Well, the one white lady calls Carmen the other one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No eye contact. Like, that was like, what the? I mean, it's kind of on the nose, but also, sure. It <laughs> Listen. It feels like the type of thing that definitely happens. <laughs> but it's, like, uh, it's racist, but it's also, I just as a, an adult stepchild, I, 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 I will let you guys know that it just fucking happens. Right. <laughs> sure. Um, totally, yeah. But she throws a shit fit, she disappears. She somehow gets a cab home pre-Uber. Um, and she's like, oh, they're probably looking for me. They're not. They're just having a nice family dinner. Fuck. They didn't give a single solitary shit. She's she's like, take away even the familial relationship here. She's a teenage girl in a city that she doesn't live. Like nobody right. cared. Nobody. And then she throws a rock through the window, which I'm like, yeah, they deserve that. And then she gets yeah. on a bus home. She's like, fuck this shit. Yeah. yeah, it was a pretty good move on her part, I thought. She yeah. was the most wronged out of all of them. Definitely more than Blake Lively. Right. <laughs> Who then comes home from soccer camp. It's like a little bit sad about getting a virginity loss. Right. And you're like, oh, but you're so pretty. You're so pretty, Blake. So pretty. Also, the thing, uh, Bridget, uh, Blake Lively, like, because of her like alpha character, like she goes off to, to camp and she's like the queen of her fucking soccer camp. She kind of bullies a bunch of the girls there. Yeah, like she's like the queen. Like she's what I'm saying is she's the bad guy in someone else's movie. Like she's like 
She's like, goes after the coach and it's like, she she like turns to the girls and she's like, I'm going to fuck that coach. And they're like, I'm like 15. (laughs) And then like, there's a plot point where he's like him and the other adults are like, we're going to go to a bar tonight. And she goes, he wants me to go and you're coming sugar tits. And they're like, I don't want to (laughs) support her through this shit. Yeah. And then as soon as they sneak into his bar, she starts grinding on him while they both sit there like, she does a stockiness initiation dance. (laughs) And it almost works. Yeah. She almost gets pretty Eric with her pretty dance. And then he's like, no, cancel culture. I've seen it in my visions. <laughs> They're going to be posting my name on Tumblr. <laughs> he thinks buffs her like three times. And then he's like, it's just going to happen. <laughs> well, she had the jeans on. It's the magic of yeah, the jeans. There's magic jeans in the mix. I, there's not a court in this country. <laughs> By that, I mean Mexico, because that's where we are. We're in Mexico. <laughs> hey, you know what? Different rules down here, you know? Who's going to know? Pew, pew. I'm 27 or something. It sounded like she was very good at soccer. She yeah, was, she was amazing. She was great at soccer. Soccer, not good at boundaries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's Look. like, like the guy says no to her like fifteen times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is. The, I think he's kind of doomed by being the only man there. <laughs> well, There's he's no a other targets to switch to. <laughs> he's a hunk, Alex. And also, she wore him down basically. Yeah. <laughs> She did the old Blake Lively wear down. Okay, so Katie already uh, mentioned this. Just be around. Just be around (laughs) as much as possible until this will goes. Hey, let's get emotionally vulnerable. My mom died also on the and we're on a beach. I know. Like I have no (laughs) doubt she's in grief, but it was like so manipulative. She says my mom died and she held his hand and goes. I've never told anyone that. And he literally says, listen, we got it. Listen, goes, hold on. Whoa. And she tells him to shut up. <laughs> I'm the only one for you. Eric. I'm Don't sorry, you understand? Alex. What were you going to say? Oh, Katie brought this up before, but the way her plot ends, so she gets the pants last and then uses it to uh, seduce and ruin this man's life. Um <laughs> And uh, she does it on the beach, and uh, she's so sad, and she goes home. And she's outside in her, like, wherever they're from. They're from, like, somewhere in the middle of the country of America. Maryland. Maryland. They're from Maryland. So that's south of the Mason-Dixon. Because uh, Amber Tamblyn's house is so clearly in L.A., like, every shot of it. I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. Also, they take a bus to Mexico, which is confusing, because it's not that close to Maryland. Um uh, she's out looking for her dog runs off with the pants and she's yeah. chasing the pants. They're magical pants. They're important. And who's there, but it's Eric and he runs up and it's a weird interaction because he doesn't really say, I'm sorry. He was just like, I want, you to know, I'm going weird. to Columbia and I have a girlfriend or something. He goes, I'm going to Columbia and I have a girlfriend and I need to let you know that what we did was wrong. It's just, okay. <laughs> and maybe this is me being spoiled by the modern era, but you don't need to take a bus to Maryland for that conversation. You That's psycho her. shit. It was really psycho <laughs> shit. 
And he even goes, and she goes, not exactly in the neighborhood. And he's like, yeah, I just want to let you know that I was the adult in this situation and what I did was wrong. And please don't tell your dad. Don't, don't <laughs> tell your dad. Yeah. And then he goes, hey, oh, uh, in three years though? <laughs> No, he goes, when you're 20 and a soccer star and everyone's trying to give it to you, let, remember me. And she's like, I'll be gay by then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, could I still get a chance like in three years, though, when I'm not where I won't be canceled? Let me just like, let me put a RSVP on this, though. You know, I've been thinking about I've been doing the math, the half plus seven rule. And I think in three years. It's going to be fine. I mean, you're not telling me it wasn't good. <laughs> Meanwhile, cut to her weeping every scene after they have sex. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful relationship, but her sisterhood helps her get through this tough time, almost as tough yeah. as that other girl dying of leukemia. And here's the question I want to pose to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Which movie was the first one to do child dying of leukemia? Because like a hundred of them do it after this. I think this might have been the first one. No, I think it's been a trope before that, actually. I feel like yeah. the 90s loved killing people. It's just such a like random disease. It's like blood cancer. Could happen to anyone. Like, didn't that happen in like my girl or some shit? No, that was like bees. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like little so girls. Kill Pegasus's wife. Like, I feel like little girls be dying of mystery cancer a lot in like the mid 90s. They're just so shy. And mm-hmm. this book was written in 2002. Yes. So. Speak there was a, and there was a lot of like soapy books for girls with this like plot point of like friend die of cancer or girl has cancer during that time period. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I will say this felt a little more earned than the scene we watched with the monthly crew movie, which is yeah. weird because that actually happened in real life. <laughs> And it still felt less earned. I know. Well, especially because, like, Vince Neal is such a piece of shit in real life. Like, he wasn't yeah. a good dad ever. He's never well, he's bad a- in the movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like he was good in the movie. But, yeah, um, Alex, did you tear up a little bit at any point in this film? I did tear up yeah. at several points in the film. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> All right. It wasn't a Since- full drip, okay? It was just a sure. misting. A misting, yeah. I got, I got two mistings. I counted two. I mean, uh, first of all, it has a very powerful soundtrack. It really <laughs> does. Bro, like, when on when on has- started playing, I am And then also it has a lot of what I call. Uh, you guys familiar with Catfish, the TV show? It has a lot of what I call catfish music, which is like a lady with an acoustic guitar sounding wistful. It's like, oh, you feel it, feelings. I'm playing guitar. Yes, that's what <laughs> girls want to hear. Yeah, the sound of their culture. Take oh my god, what a fair film. bitch. I'm misting up when Bailey dies and she says, My miracle was the pants brought me to you. I'm yeah, that did get me. It did get me. I was, I was so mad afterwards, but it did get me. I was like, Oh, you fucking. I missed They wrote up. the script. This is where they're going to cry. They, they know they're, they got a big cry emoji next to this, a little uh, notations. I'm misting up when America Ferreira yells at her dad and says that you weren't there for me. I'm misting up at that. Oh, yeah. yeah 
that was all that did get into. That that's was really too. satisfying too, because like sometimes in these movies, people don't actually have that talk, and it was cool that she just like called him up. And was like, actually, you did not raise me, so fuck off. Yeah, and th- that's why I made the end of the movie where he brings her up at the wedding. Kind of like I'm like that doesn't fix anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like the happily ever after moment that the movie yeah. thought it was like, no, I feel like, like <laughs> i'm like that actually sucks <laughs> yeah no i actually i'll say i generally thought the whole scene from amber tamberlamps um slowly pushing the phone towards america ferrara to the end of her that phone call i thought that was a that was actually a great scene yeah and i did cry I thought America Ferrara acted her fucking ass off in that scene. I think that was my maybe a top ten anime betrayal. <laughs> it was like she just laid out all her grievances and it felt real. And I was like, she's been saving up this speech for this man, and he's gonna hear it. Damn it! Scenes and- I did not cry at. <laughs> yeah, uh, Blake Lively talking to the adult she seduced and him begging her not to sue him. <laughs> no, I did not. I did not miss up with that. Missed up with that. No. Um. Gilmore girl Lorelai uh, talking to her Greek grandparents about how she's in love and in America you can have love and it's not about fish and then they're like you can do this but oh wait okay that her grandfather yeah he does not speak English and, and she he also still tells- understand and just talks to him anyway and he just feels it out he also tells his wife to shut up in the middle that of was that awesome. shut up you are that was awesome he go and then yeah he, she's like i don't even understand english but let me hear deliver this monologue <laughs> and then and then what she gets from that so she has this whole big speech on how she's in love with costa dondas and uh, it's a family betrayal but she loves him anyway and he's going away to university and her big payoff is she gets to stop everyone from boarding the boat to smooch him and it's like you're not even going on the boat why is this in here nothing was really gained i think she got to say goodbye but like and it wasn't shitty a goodbye. This was when she got her head dunked in the water by her grandma. But no, um, Gilmore Girls, the new just, character. <laughs> and then the grandfather just says, "Go, oh, go," <laughs> which is, you can uh, take my yak. You know what also did make me missed up? America Ferrera saying, and I quote. Yeah. I mean, you have a strength in you that your mom never had. Referring to like Lively's mom, mom killing, killing herself. herself. It was really fucked up. I'm like, that's not the what? line you thought it was, writers. Like, that was really fucked up. So Bridget's whole story is learning. It's okay to show emotion and grieve. It doesn't mean you're a sad girl who's weak and is going to kill herself. Like your dead, dumb, also, weak mom. Like when the fucking, you know, the guy who's trying not to get me too shows up, you know, they're like, let's be friends. And she's like, it's supposed to be like, she's better now. I'm like, no, this girl needs to be in therapy immediately. She's fucking yeah. grown men and hasn't dealt with the death of her mother. Somebody do something. Yeah. And she's she's a ball hawk She's going to pass. She, she doesn't know how to share. Yeah. She's going to pass the ball. Like, geez. God. Once again, Fog. you Fog. made an excellent point that though that she's the villain of that other movie about soccer. <laughs> yeah. camp. The whole actually she's the villain of the movie from the rest of the soccer camp girls' perspective. Yeah. Like, God, there's like a sister of the traveling pants with, with just the four of them being like, 
And this bitch Bridget showed up and God, she fucking fucked the coach and like took us to this bar and like had to stand there. I yeah, think she's one, fun. One of them gets to do a speech where they're like, you're used to winning, Bridget, but it's not always about winning. It's about friends and, and like the people you meet along the way. And she's like, whatever. Now worship me. We're just like, you're not my friends. My three friends are back home. Bye. Bye. No, but you had to love, though, that all of the coaches who weren't that one guy at the camp hated her. <laughs> <laughs> they really did once again and they try to like make her better and she just says no yeah yeah nope i have a sisterhood we have my magical pants together you know she is actually uncoachable <laughs> her character is uncoachable partially because she keeps trying to fuck one of the coaches that might be part of the it's whole called thing. star power <laughs> Some, she's the oh my god she's the cm punk of that fucking soccer she team. really is she really <laughs> she is really i'm the is. draw i'm gonna fuck the coach <laughs> whatever and she's like none of you want to hear my advice about like drinking margaritas underage you're like we just want to have fun like, oh you're so fucking ungrateful <laughs> you'll never be in my sisterhood so fellas yeah what a sisterhood what a pants out of True. seven sisters, <laughs> oh, how many sisters do you rate these pants? Starting with Katie Rose Leon, America's Sweetheart. Ooh. Uh, I mean, it was a movie. There was some filmmaking and acting in it. It's very long. And the more we talk about it, the more I realize it doesn't make a ton of sense. And I think there needs to be a remake of this where Bradley Wilford's actually a serial killer. Um... <laughs> I don't know, f- four out of seven sisters. That's a pretty good amount of sisters. That's as many as there were. Well, um, I got to be honest. I, 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 I felt like I enjoyed it because I missed it up twice. But it did take me five sittings to get through. Like, I kept having to stop. That's a lot like, of <laughs> Like, I kept having to stop the movie just to, like, oh, and then go back. Are and you listening film- at home that's more sittings than there are sisters? Yeah. And the filmmaking it was like kind of was kind of I mean I guess they were in a pinch because they're adapting a book but like just transitions were just all over the place. And I you know what it, but it, I yeah, it was three out of seven. I'll go three out of seven for the yeah. Okay, I loved the Greek stuff and then didn't really care for much of the rest of it, but I did missed up a few times, and it did teach me about girls. So I will give it three out of seven. It's no the Notebook. Alex, no, would the you notebook. say tearing up is the beams of female media for you? Like, you know how in Dragon Ball you need a, like at least three beam, two beams. There's got to be two. So, like, if you to be a good <laughs> sisterhood, so you, gotta, you gotta like <laughs> miss up at least twice, and you're like, well, I can't give it less than. Alex, <laughs> how much did you cry at the Notebook? Uh, I'm not. I don't. I'm not allowed to speak about that right now. But all right. Um, yeah, great film. Uh, I learned so much. Hey, Alex, have you seen Muriel's Wedding yet? No. You gotta watch that one. <laughs> it's Australian. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't even think I've heard of this. Muriel's Wedding? Oh, you gotta. Maybe, maybe I have. To- Tony Collette's in it. <laughs> oh, I have. I have. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You gotta I know every Tony Collette movie, I think. <laughs> the foundation of all Australian cinema. 
All right, that's how many sisters we're giving it. This was a great anime. Great anime. I hope all of you listening didn't hate this too much. I thought I had a great time. Because yeah. yeah. I gotta do this. <laughs> this is part of the show, is we get to watch Dilbert and Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Uh, there were folks on the Discord who really wanted us to do the Broly movie because I haven't seen it. But you guys have seen we it already. We already fucking did it. Yeah, so I don't we know. We already if... fucking did it. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> I'm listen to that episode. <laughs> I don't want the fuck to tell you. I'll, I'll say this: I'd be willing to watch it and then maybe do my own, throw my own thing on if people want. Really? People really, people really want to hear me talk about the Broly movie, but I haven't seen it. I'll, well, give, I'll do a thing. Review on the Katie feed for this. <laughs> Lawson does a thing sometimes, once, just this once. Lawson does a thing one time. (laughs) Yeah. And the rest, as they say, is still unwritten.